Welcome back, everybody. This is episode 12 of the Grunge Bible Podcast. Happy June. A new month begins. This is our third month of podcasting. My name is Chris Salona, and I'm joined, as usual, by Ethan Shalloway. Ethan, happy June. It's a brand new month. This is the first of the month. How you doing? I'm doing really well, Chris. I'm pretty tired, uh, in the words of Fugazi. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's we're halfway through 2021. Well, I guess not completely. We're starting the... I guess June 15th will be halfway through. Yeah, we're definitely at the middle of the road now. So we're in, we're in the middle of the year. This is our third month of podcasting, and uh, we're doing our best. And I'm having a blast doing it, but it feels good. Back in Birmingham recording, I'm recording in my small-ass room again. <laughs> <laughs> no longer have, the studio set up with Drew. Yeah, don't have Drew's microphone or anything like that. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode with Drew. It's yeah. pretty fun. He's good, but now it's just me and Chris again. Yep, we're back again. We have to tolerate one another. How are you another. doing, Chris? I'm doing all right. Uh, I was doing some traveling this past weekend. Um, yeah. One of one of our good friends and former teammates at the University of Pittsburgh uh, was actually married this weekend, so I went out to Ohio to uh, to celebrate the wedding of, uh, of of Jim Toth. So that was uh, I love it. That was really big. That was a lot of fun to uh, you know see his family and some friends again. And uh, now I'm back uh, back in Rhode Island, back to work today. Uh, and back recording another podcast episode, but I gotta say, like Jim you, Jim Toth is a good man. Oh yeah, he's you he's know one, this, he he's Pittsburgh Five. He's yeah. a part of the Pittsburgh Five with he, us. He is he is a part of that. Um, so yeah, but it's uh it's good to be back. I am a little tired though. It was, it was just a busy weekend. You know, I drove there and uh, I did. Uh, this was an intentional. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see I'm wearing a Minnesota Twins hat. This that was an intentional choice because. Uh, I look and feel Minnesota today, so I, yeah. I figured that was the nod. I don't. I don't think it's been a long time since I've felt or looked California. I don't think it's happening anytime soon either. No, it's crazy that you have a Minnesota Twins baseball cap. Was that from a, a little league team that you were on by chance? No. So a, actually, <laughs> you a fan um, of the? <laughs> I'm not a fan of the Twins. I I don't even like them. Uh, so a little bit, a little misleading. But it was like three or four years ago. I lived in Iowa and Minnesota, Minneapolis is like three hours North. So I think yeah. I was, I was with my girlfriend at the time we went up, we went to a twins game and I decided to purchase a Minnesota twins hat. So nice. uh, I haven't worn it in many years, but uh, I figured this was a fitting occasion because I'm dragging ass today. Yeah. I was feeling, I was in California this past week and uh, I got, I got a really good, um, really good taste of Southern Cal. Southern did you, Cal did you feel California? I was going to say, I felt California, man. I oh, felt wow. California for a little bit. Yeah. I, I, I got to get on that. I got to know what that's like. I put up a playlist with like, and it was just a bunch of songs that had California in it. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing how many songs are, I mean, it's, you know, makes sense, but it's amazing how many songs are, um, have the word California in it about California, all this stuff. Not as many Minnesota songs, sadly. No, I, 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 I can't I think of any wrong, off but, the top of my head, but, uh. I mean, Minnesota's a lot more irrelevant uh, than California, in my opinion. That might upset some people, but uh, that's nothing new to us. But today we're gonna we're gonna get into a little Q and A. Um, so our our previous Q and A on the podcast was episode four, which I believe was the beginning of April. So it's been a couple of months. Uh, so we figured, you know, now is a good time to uh, take the pulse of the even, people. We probably even uh, recorded that. Uh, oh, we re- we recorded it. I think the beginning of March or something. So it's been a long yeah. time. It's been a while, and and it was really fun. We actually really enjoyed answering the questions, so yeah. I have no doubt that this is going to be the same thing. Yeah, 100%. So we've got some good questions lined up, uh, but before that, 
As always, this podcast is sponsored by our uh, our is it is it quintet? Is that five people, right? Because quartet is four. Whatever our Absolutely. group, of, our group of five: Sonny Mashburn, Victor Schaefer, Shannon Gorgone, Alexa Shannon, and the Maverick, known only as Release. So to that. those five, thank you. Uh, they, they are, are the Grunge Bible Five, right? Now. Yeah, they are. They just are like, the, <laughs> just, just like, like there's the, the Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh five. five. There's the Grunge Bible Five. This is this maybe is the one GB day we five. can explain the uh, the Pittsburgh Five. That's the thing. I think with this podcast, I always I never really know like what people want to hear from us. If they want to hear stuff about us, or if they just want to hear right. about the music, but guys are interested um i mean our, our lives are not that exciting maybe but maybe marginally more exciting than the average life i would say yeah. um i like to i'd like to think so yeah i mean well we're, we're we're stuck with ourselves anyway so thank you the grunge bible five yes they're leading we the are, charge we are very please. indebted to your support on patreon should we get to it yeah yeah, right. I think so. I think we can go right into it. All right, the Grunge Bible Q&A. This is our second installment, and we're going to start off with a good one. Uh, this is, if you were in a band, what would that band be called? And I know mm-hmm. you you have been in bands, and uh, we've mm-hmm. actually had this discussion before. Um, we actually are in a band together. We are we are in a band together. So I a, think we should start with that. Yes, a, a little known uh, a little known band that's uh, <laughs> played what two shows, one show. Yeah. So yeah, Chris and I one time when we got to we got together in in person in Philadelphia. You were driving through. I believe this is the genesis of the name because we received a receipt. Yeah, I think right? I think we're at this breakfast. Where, yeah. Yeah, we were at breakfast, and and Chris had just started playing guitar. You've been playing now for five, six years now, something like that. Yeah, or a little bit more. And I played drums a little bit before, and and we vowed that um, that at some point we were going to obviously play music together, and we'd start a band. And uh, we're you know trying to get um, some good ideas, and we think that the most. I mean, my bands in high school had two, and it was Miles Till Dawn and uh, Silver Dress Pants, and we always kind of liked the I don't know randomness of band names but we were at breakfast and we was the first time we'd seen each other in like two years and we got the bill and it came back and on the receipt at the bottom of the the receipt you get get two copies the first one's the customer copy and then the second is the merchant copy and i'm not sure why but we loved it um i remember what i got i got some uh corned beef hash that morning but oh yeah uh, i remember that but we had the we had the merchant copy on the bottom, and we thought that that would just absolutely be an awesome band name. Have like the receipt and everything. So, uh, yeah, I think merchant copy is what I if I were to do if I were to be in a band and I try to try to get big, I'd call it merchant copy because it is. We have it. We have a, <laughs> we have an Instagram page actually. And we then, do. So so I guess a little bit more. We um, my boss who I played music with uh, Andy Engelman when we play go go back and play shows. We played under the name Merchant Copy, and although Chris couldn't make it for the show, which if he would have, he would have been I'll, on stage. I'll be playing there guitar. at the next one. That's right. Um, yeah, so Merchant Copy has played a show, but yeah. Anyway, yeah, I would. Uh, my answer is obviously also Merchant Copy because that's what we decided at the time, and it just felt right. <laughs> um, otherwise, I, I don't know. I'm just a fan of like taking mundane things and just naming your band after them. So another yeah. one that uh, I was talking to your brother one time, uh, Elijah, and uh, for some reason. Uh, the band name of Baggage Claim sounded like a decent like that 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 yeah. could be like a really good like shitty indie rock band like Baggage Claim or like Bus Terminal or something like that. Yeah. I mean, you can you can you can do anything you want, but yeah. I would I would definitely um you know do something along those lines. I I think the more obscure the better. 
for band names. Yeah, and that's I mean that's how it goes a lot of times. I was just <clears throat> you can turn it, you take a word and it seems irrelevant, and then you say it enough and kind of attach it to something, and it means and like just simple things like I mean I was I was visiting my friend Nick this weekend and and he lives on Eighth Street and I, I think he wrote a poem where he wrote some stuff and he just talked about Eighth Street being you know a place where you gather and whatnot and yeah. <clears throat> and Eighth Street became like you'd be Eighth the Eighth Street band just like the East Street band and all that or something but. <laughs> What's some uh, what's some bands like even like I love the Black Crows and the Counting Crows I love those as band names mm-hmm. yeah well even um, like the Black Keys and the White Stripes I mean just like different yeah. different names like that I mean it, there it was doesn't a time, matter yeah we were know? doing you just take a, a color and like a noun <laughs> a color and together. an object <laughs> yeah the purple yeah, lamp. Like the- Basically, you know, yeah, the purple. There lamps. you go. There's another. This is we're we're workshopping. See, in about eight months, well, we would do Ethan, this a ton. Yeah, in about eight months, every band name that we just workshopped right there, they're gonna be they're gonna be breaking through. They're gonna steal yeah, it. Yeah, if from anybody us. have any, but if anybody has any ideas about taking merch and copy, then you guys are way out of line. And yeah, should, we're co- we're we're coming at you if 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 you so yeah, much don't as even, think. Don't even try. Yeah, that's what's that's up, not what's gonna one happen. band name that you that you really admire out there? I mean, Pearl Jam is like that. Pearl Jam is a weird uh, kind of simple name that makes a lot of sense when you think about it but it's pretty i don't know yeah kinda, no kinda i mean you, you're absolutely right sound garden yeah i mean i love that it's and, and that's name. the thing it's just so normalized you, for you us. Get, yeah you get you get to the point that if you're a good band and you have staying power it doesn't matter what you're called um you know i i think um limp biscuit I mean, <laughs> exactly <come on. laughs> you know so speaking of band names if i remember correctly I'm going to butcher what it was actually called, but before Creed build themselves as Creed, I think they called themselves like dead toddler or something. <laughs> it was definitely something like that. And, and and I'll have to fact check that, but it was something like- completely ridiculous like that. So I just goes to show you, it really doesn't matter. I, you know, you know, my favorite band name that comes to mind right now, canned heat. Oh, that is a, abs- that's a is, hell of a band it, name. That is an absolute perfect band name. I like, love you, that one. like, I don't know what that means. You know, what's, what's canned heat, but it's awesome. But then another one that pops in my mind is just the band. I mean, talk about yeah. just like, just the middle finger to all the pundits. Like, what are we going to call this thing? We're going to be the fucking band. The band. <laughs> what about, um, <clears throat> what about guns and roses? <laughs> That's the shittiest band name that I've ever heard. <laughs> Wish we could wipe them off the face of the planet. Terrible. We've got another question uh, right here. Um, and it says, what is your second favorite genre? And I think that it comes with the implication that grunge is our favorite genre. <laughs> is grunge uh, is grunge your favorite genre? I don't think it's uh, mine. Today, speaking today. Um, June no, 1st, 2021. I don't think so. It's, it's hard. Thing. It's like picking your favorite band, but not really. I mean, I, it's not my favorite genre right now. I'll say it. Um, at one point for a long period of time it was uh sounds weird to say on a grunge bible podcast but you well, guys understand yeah. when you guys you guys can understand it i don't know i mean i obviously like the i don't know solo albums i don't know it's not I don't, right now. i don't think I'd it's say, been my favorite for like two or three years at this point yeah but i also i don't your, pay too much mind to like music genre i guess like if i if i had to pick like <clears> one because like for example is rock a music genre? I mean, blues rock, grunge rock, indie rock. I mean, does that all, does all of that fit? Um, you know, it's like, how do you decide? But I guess if I had to pick one genre that I, I could only listen to it for the rest of my life, I think I would probably pick the blues. Wow. I think I would I either not. pick the blues or just 
indie rock to be completely yeah. honest with you i would i would forsake grunge and 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 take take my belongings and and move to one of those camps but yeah i, I don't know i mean grunge certainly isn't my favorite genre right now but everything's cyclical i'm i'm sure in 6 months or 12 you know i'll be you know hammering hammering the grunge rock again but maybe maybe not maybe yeah no it's a good way to put it i i mean the rock the rock umbrella is really big and stuff and and I, yeah i just like my music to have a good bit of drums and a good certain thing and or a certain type of sound, but I'm, I mean, I'm very generous in what I listen to. I go all over the spectrum. I'm yeah, actually really, me in, too. I'm really into like some, like EDM, like dance music mm-hmm. recently. Anything with a, anything with a good pulse, it's been really. Yeah, good absolutely, for me. and and that's the thing. Too. And this this can lead right into this next question because somebody asked us what our guilty pleasure songs were. Like, I don't really believe in guilty pleasure. You know, listens. Uh, because if you know if if you enjoy it, then it's it's legitimate to you. But do you do you have any guilty pleasure listens? I mean, as as like the standard goes, you know, even though mm-hmm. you might not necessarily believe in like having to feel shame over what you listen to or whatever. Is there, nah, is, there yeah. is there something in the archives that, that that you'll turn to? Yeah, I think absolutely. Uh, when I put on, if I ever put on the Taylor Swift albums, I only there's only two. Oh yeah. There's only, I, yeah, I do like folklore and some of the stuff, and you know, for folklore, folklore is awesome, man. Yeah. So, yeah. would it be a guilty pleasure? I don't know, because a lot of people have accepted it, but I guess you wouldn't expect the um, the people that run Grunge Bible to listen to Taylor Swift every once in a while. But I, I, I do like that album. I think it's good. I just recommended it to somebody that I knew was not going to listen to it, but I, that's why it's a sleeper. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not a sleeper; it's super huge. But you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I got so you. yeah, I, I would. Say, I mean, Taylor Swift and. I don't know. Early guilty pleasure. Can't really think off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. What about you? I think for me, a lot of what you know someone would consider a guilty pleasure for me, I guess, would be. I could. I still go back and listen to like pop music from like two thousand eight, and a lot of it for me is just associated with the nostalgia of that time of like you know like just like yeah. break breaking into like becoming a teenager and like middle school and like going to high school. So like a lot of like rihanna or like jordan sparks like sometimes i'll go back and listen to that stuff honestly like i i will go to my grave saying that one of the one of the best songs is no air by jordan sparks with uh with chris brown unfortunately chris brown is a really shitty human being so that kind of dampens it a little bit but that like out of all of like the mid to late 2000s absolute bangers that one will always get my pick no air so i guess i guess that's what i would choose as my uh my guilty pleasure yeah that's a good one. I guess Creed and Nickelback can fit into those. Yeah. But, like, honestly, <laughs> <laughs> you know how we so, feel about Creed and Nickelback. <laughs> they fucking rock. They're pillars, guys. Yeah, dude. They're pillars. You can't ignore them. They're important. We've got another one here. Um, and so, basically, some background to this question. Um, after Soundgarden and Rage Against the Machine broke up in the late 90s, uh, Audio Slave was formed. And there was a rumor going around for a long time that uh, Lane Staley had either auditioned for Audio Slave or was requested to audition for Audio Slave. Later on, a few years ago, Tom Morello actually discredited this and said that it wasn't true. But somebody asked, would Audio Slave have been better or worse if Lane Staley actually auditioned and became part of the band? And that's a kind of that's a pretty cool what if to think about. That is, <clears throat> I would uh, gut reaction is it would be. A totally different band mm-hmm. so i think i would really appreciate it um 
I do I do love Audio Slave. Um, I love the composition and and how uh, Chris fit in. So yeah, uh, it's hard to kind of you know. It's, I mean, it's just like comparing Lane and Chris and in general. Uh, so it would be it would have been spectacular. I think we could have got. I mean, who knows? Uh, yeah, I wonder what they could have produced. That would have been, that would have been a, really yeah, cool. Yeah, it's a weird I mean, one for I, me like, to think you, about. I guess the easy way is just to like substitute uh, the vocals for the same exact songs, but we may not have got like a stone, or we may not have got right because all it all came from whoever was writing performances. them. Yeah. yeah, it's it's weird for me to think about too because I really haven't devoted any time like thinking about this before. So just kind of you know putting some brain power towards it is kind of weird to think about if. If Lane Staley had gotten together with, you know, Tom Morello and uh, Brad Wilk and everything. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think you could say it would be better or worse because it would be so different. And Lane Staley, I mean, anything that he worked on, you know, turned to gold, in my opinion, as as did, you know, Chris Cornell and in, in his work. So that's that's a really cool, you know, what if. And I know there's a lot of them, particularly in, in grunge, you know, if, uh, you know, if Nirvana had continued or if, you know, Dave Grohl didn't start the Foo Fighters. I mean, there's a whole bunch of them if, if Andy yeah. Wood never passed away, but this is one that, you know, I, I haven't really seen anybody talk about before. And that's a, it's an interesting one to think about. Yeah. Or if like, or if Pat Smear would have sang more No, what <laughs> It's like if, if Stone Gossard was the lead if, singer of Pearl Jam, let yes, Stone just, sing. Yes. <laughs> if he would have sang, had a chance to sing more. Um, I saw another question in there. Then it's a good, it's a good follow up. Um, what is your favorite side project by one of the members of the Big Four or any any grunge um, scene member band uh, side project? So yeah. Temple that's of the Dog, a, Mad a, Season could could fall in or Audio Slave. Yeah, and even if you consider, um, like, if you were to consider the, the Foo Fighters to be a side yeah. project, or even. Um, uh, Queens of the Stone Age, for example. Yeah. I mean, they're all like, there's a lot of like grunge adjacent bands, for example. But yeah. I think my gut reaction, my favorite would be Mad Season. Um, and, and that's one of the, going back to the what if question, that's one that really stinks. You know, I really wish that, uh, you know, we had gotten more music from them. And, and you know, in, in, in practice, it was, they were such a good group. And I know at the time Mike McCready spoke about it, you know, in the years, years since. Um, you know, he was he was really hopeful that, you know, you know, he was recently sober from some things and Barrett Martin was was sober. Um, and then um, John Baker Saunders, who was the bassist, was also recently sober. I think I think Mike and Baker had met one another at rehab and they were really hopeful that, you know, in some way, maybe making music with Lane and, and you know, having Lane around sober musicians would have helped Lane in a way. And, and I think Mike has gone on to say that, you know probably a little naive of him to think about you know to think that that might have happened but yeah man that would have been a great band to maybe get a second album from but because i'm that's mm -hmm. that's one that it's one that i i don't listen to all the time but whenever i do i'm like wow i need to i need to spend more time listening to this because it's it's good yeah what about you yeah i would agree with that and sometimes when when bands have like one solo album uh like I feel like you know bands that have a bigger discography you get you get pulled into listening to them more often. Yeah, um, there's more available. Since there's only one. Yeah, there's more available, and you can kind of bounce around. But maybe because I'm I'm the same way. I don't necessarily listen to um, that album as much as um, I could, and there's no real reason other than yeah. Um, 
so yeah, for me, I think I I do I do really like Audio Slave. Yeah. Um, quite a bit. I because I, I love I love Rage Against the Machine. So throwing, I'm Cornell. I think it's pretty awesome. So yeah, I, I would say I would say Audio Slave is really great. I like. I mean, I just like. Um, I was think wondering if like the the guy's solo albums if they would count because. I really do like Eddie Vedder's uh, Into the Wild soundtrack album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and definitely. it's just a little different and stuff. Someone wanted, someone asked, a fan asked us to do a a podcast on that that album by itself and the movie Into the Wild, and I thought that was a great idea. So oh, I, I would totally that, be down to that. I, I feel like so many of us act, probably had fun. had an experience with that. Um, yeah, you know, and, and yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting to think about because I know as I've gotten older, my opinions and thoughts on Chris McCandless have definitely changed and morphed and you know how the music fits in. Yeah. We might, we're going to have to workshop that one and get that one out to the people. And I was going to suggest that for today because I was going to watch it on the, on my flight back because I had Mm -hmm. downloaded it. So I think that'll, that'll be in the future. It could be pretty fun. We could just pair it with the album. Yeah. Movie, movie review. First grunge Bible movie (laughs) review. We can do whatever we want. (laughs) Can we do a big Lebowski episode, Chris? I would, I would love to do it. I would love nothing more on this planet than to do a podcast about the big Lebowski. So we need to do that. It fits in our, we'll do, we'll do the big Lebowski and then we'll do goodwill hunting. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we have to do. This is no longer a music podcast, everyone. Well, Sorry. I mean, did we ever... I guess we did set it up as a music podcast. <laughs> Doesn't matter. We can change. Yeah. I've got a question that you're going to love, People like Ethan. it, so... All right, give it to me. <laughs> what are your thoughts on Slipknot? I <laughs> <laughs> love them. Absolutely love them. Are you being serious? Uh, no. I'm being... I'm being... Uh, I'm speaking in hyperbole. Okay. Um... I was listening to them though after our whole uh, our whole time. Well, it's not um, it's not the same as asking if I like Limp Biscuit or I'm blanking on the other the other band, Corn, Corn. Um, no, <laughs> Slipknot. I, I was actually listening to some Slipknot. I only know I only know very a very small bit of their music, but. Um, I was listening to him after that day. I was I was explaining to somebody what we did on the page and how we posted like all these bands. And I started listening to some Slipknot, and I was actually like, I was like "These guys, they're they're very talented and a weird, they're very musician uh, musically inclined." So, uh, do I love them? No, I don't. I don't really know much about them, but I think I respect what they do and what they've done. So, what do you think about them? <laughs> do you have an opinion? I still to this day get them confused with um, System Corn. of a Down and Corn. Oh, System of a Down. I, I like I don't know all of that. You know how I people love, I used to love System of a Down. Are you serious? So like you know yes. how we've had conversations before where you know you've said that all country music sounds the same and any country song is by Eric Church or Chris Stapleton. Yes. <laughs> that's how yeah, that's how I feel about whatever genre you would consider Slipknot and 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 System of a Down and Corn. Like I just I've just it's just never been my bag. Like I, I just can't get into it. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe one day I will, but I to this day. I still can't really, I don't know the difference. I get them confused all the time because yeah. I know, for example, well, system I, of a down is, I very... think Slipknot is from Iowa or system of doubt. Da- See, I don't know. I know one of them, one of, one of them is from Iowa because when I lived there, pretty sure um, Slipknot is. people would talk, I'm pretty sure it is Slipknot, but yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't have an opinion cause I don't listen to them, but I'm not chomping at the bit to, uh, break into the Slipknot discography anytime yeah. soon. <laughs> 
Um, System of Down is. I used to really love them because their lead singer Serge. He's mm-hmm. from. He's from a. He's from a different country. Yeah, has to be. But um, he has an extremely strong uh, vocal capability and the way that he sings on songs. I, I think it's very unique, and I always loved. Yeah. I, I actually really enjoy a lot of. Then they're super diverse. Like I put them in the same realm as like, Tool and. Uh, Who's the other band? That's super. I'm blanking. Tool. Tool and down. related band. Oh, Primus. Prime. Oh my gosh. Well, Primus. Tool, I've, Primus, and System of a Down. They're, they're like they all fit. They have. They're like obviously in the genre, but they're all very. They stand out very much, and like, um, they have things that separate them. They have people that separate them. You got MJK. You got Surge, and then of course, <laughs> the mighty our less. guy. Our guy Les Claypool. So, so yeah, um, there's three bands that are like I've I've learned to appreciate more and more. Yeah, that's unrelated. Um, over the weekend, <laughs> uh, well, not I mean I guess it is related. Over the weekend, I posted a Primus video of them performing their song called "Shake Hands with Beef," um, and I was very excited about that. I'd never I'd never heard of it before, and then I saw it. I was looking for something to post, and. Um, I saw that Primus had a song named Shake Hands with Beef and it did not disappoint. One thing I always think about that because that. It, it was from it was it was a performance on one of the late night television shows. It might have been Conan in the late nineties or whomever. I always think about if you're in the live audience for a show like Conan or, you know, Letterman or whatever, and someone like Primus comes out and they perform a song like Shake Hands with Beef or like My Name <laughs> is Mud. <laughs> I just I just can't imagine what would be going through your head. You know, you're just sitting there and maybe you're there to to listen to the interview of like, you know, Letterman with like whomever like like what whatever actress is in the studio talking about her movie coming out. And it's like, "All right, everybody, here's Primus." <laughs> and you're just like and Les hops out there talking John the Fisherman or Jerry was a race car driver. Bounce it's great. around. It's great stuff. <clears throat> Love Primus here. So do I. Yeah. That's awesome. I've got one here. Um, do you feel the same amount of joy posting content as you did in the beginning when it comes to running this page? I don't want to disappoint a lot of people, but it's like, is it, is this like, this is akin to telling your child that Santa Claus isn't real. (laughs) Yeah. Oh shit. Should I I have said that? Maybe there's kids listening to this. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, boys and girls. It's not, it's not who. It's not what yeah. he thought it was. Yeah, it's not Santa Claus. It's actually Eddie Vedder. Uh, he comes down yeah, your chimney. Yeah, I, I think that. I mean, the enjoyment has has just kind of moved and changed throughout the the years. And mm-hmm. I think right now, in a busy time, it, it can feel like a chore and, and feel a little bit different. So I would, in general, I think it was. It's always a, it was a little bit easier. It's a little bit easier in the beginning when there's less pressures. Yeah, uh, totally. And there's not, and and you haven't done it before. I mean, this is our sixth year, so. Uh, you know, we posted on, you know, say anniversaries like six times mm-hmm. and we've memorialized certain things like six times. So the first few times, you know, and, and you know, it's good to do it every time, but like uh, it, the calendar, the grunge calendar is the same as it ever was the same as it was back in the nineties. It is now. So like when you come up to when things come out, like, I mean, it does get a little cyclical. So I think that has, that has a uh, plays a plays a part into the enjoyment. So yeah, I think it's not as it's not as illustrious as it used to be, but uh, 
you know, there's still there's still some good stuff in there. You get some good nuggets in there, some good enjoyment posts yeah. and different stuff. What yeah. about you? Well, I think with whoever it is or whatever they're doing, I don't know if human beings are meant to get the same level of fulfillment out of something for six years in a row when you're doing that thing every single day. I would agree with you. Like, what is fulfilling certainly has kind of shifted a little bit. And there's a lot of things that I really, really do enjoy, you know, still about running the page. But, you know, I think I think the most the most the biggest part of it just comes to, you know, I get joy out of just, you know, sharing, you know, community with people on the internet i think you know and that's something that's been you know mostly unchanged since we started running this account you know it's just become a bit more people and you know you have different experiences but yeah i mean like anything else it ebbs and flows like there's times where i'm super pumped to uh you know to make a post and there's other times uh where i'm not and then there's also other times i struggle with sometimes too um you know, normally we post like three or four or five times a day and on a weekend like this past weekend where I'm real busy or I'm traveling or I'm, you know, I have other commitments. Sometimes I, I do feel a little guilty sometimes when I don't post uh, yeah. or I'm like, oh man, it's been 12 hours since I've posted, like I should really do something. And I I try to be careful about like, I definitely try to be careful about forcing myself to post when I really don't want to or when I'm really busy because I think that can lead you to dislike things more resentment yeah yeah so i i picked my spots where it was like this weekend i was like all right like i post when i got up in the morning and then i was busy so I, you know i'm not going to post again so i i've i've gotten to a better spot where like i afford myself the ability to like take a break you know for a day if yeah. i want to um i think that's really important with anything you know i mean even even in even in the yeah. workplace or you know athletically or you know whatever you're doing you know, I think burnout's real from anything that you devote your time to. I mean, even as like a silly little Instagram page that you run, I mean, you, I think you can get burnt out from that just like you can get burnt out from, you know, your job because if you're spending time doing it, you know, you have to fill up yeah. the tank again eventually. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> all right, here's a simple one. How, uh, how great is Pearl Jam Unplugged? It's pretty good. Next question. So great. How great? As I say, one through ten. It's great. Um, yeah. One to well, one to great. How great? Yeah. Well, what is what is great? You know. Um, I mean, it's no. Uh, uh, you know, it's no Primus, but. Yeah. Do you ten have a fa- Do you have a favorite unplugged? Um, uh, I mean, I. Okay, favorite unplugged. I mean, probably Nirvana. Mm-hmm. I think that. I think that's just a. I think it's just special, um, but they're all so good. No, yeah. I, it's hard. It's I think really I think mine is Nirvana just because of the cultural significance and just like the yeah, um, yeah, just the significance of it. But I mean, Pearl Jam's was the first one that I like fell in love with, so to speak. If you know, if you wanna, you know, put it that way. So I would say uh, to Alice. this to this question, it is it is pretty great. Yeah, Alice's, Alice and Chains' is unplugged is just kind of sad for me, you know, because Lane was in horrible shape and. You know, it was pretty much the end of the band at that point. Yeah, that is true. It all depends on the lens that you look, um, you know, you look at it through. Here's here's one, um, and this is this is something that I've, you know, made a point to never really talk about on the page, just because I don't like to give credence to it because I think it's uh, bullshit. Yeah. Uh, somebody wants to know our thoughts on the Chris Cornell Chester Bennington conspiracy theories on their death. Additionally, people always ask if Courtney love had anything to do with Kurt Cobain's death. 
They're conspiracies for a reason because they're all fucking bullshit. Yeah. And and I think it's terribly disrespectful to, you know, peddle these conspiracies when, you know, they found they've been found to not be true, you know? I mean, 20 27 years ago at this point and no evidence has, has come up and I mean the truth it's is not, what the truth is. Out, yeah. yeah, and I just think it's disrespectful to the memories of of those individuals to, you know, consistently cast doubt over you know, in this case, over the struggles that they had, you know, if they all died, if they all died by suicide, you know, there were obviously some things that they were struggling with. And I just think it's, it's disrespectful, you know, to, to them, to their memories, and also to the people that knew them and loved them to constantly delegitimize, you know, their struggles and the way that they passed away. But I don't, I always, and that's one thing, you know, if anyone ever posts something like that in the comments, I will tend to delete it just because I don't like to offer the page up as a forum, whether voluntarily or involuntarily, yeah. uh, to discuss those things, just because I don't believe that they're true, and you can find yeah. another part of the internet to talk about them. Do you, do you have thoughts on that? No, yeah, I'm I'm in a similar boat as you, uh, and people do. It's it's funny because maybe I have, I have friends and other other people that know we run the page, and they seem they always like they like to ask those questions about mm -hmm. Courtney Love and um, and whatnot. And, yeah, it's yeah. I, I usually I'm in the same yeah, I guess the same page as same page as you where I don't really like to give it much. I don't know of a platform and stuff to talk about and like you said, it's all it's all bullshit, and yeah, there's bigger stuff going on. So yeah, and and, and we're that, not the people to talk about it either. I mean, you you go yeah. talk about that with somebody else. Like I I don't you know. I don't really have anything to say about it because if, yeah. if if you believe in the conspiracy theory and I don't, you're not going to get me to believe in it, and you're going to be upset that I don't believe in it. So just just take it somewhere yeah. else. Yeah, and sometimes I'm always like, what's the point in like trying to figure out these the answers to these questions? It just mm -hmm. it's not a good use of time and stuff. So I save myself the trouble usually and don't don't dwell on them. Yeah. Um, I, I would I would agree. Um, I have another question here that we spoke about before uh, before we went on the air. Um, it's, a, it's a classic question. Uh, do you have any desert island albums? So mm. you know, meaning that if you were on a stranded deserted island and you could only bring a couple of albums with you, what ones would you bring? Mm -mm -mm. Do I have to stay in the realm of? You can go wherever you want. The nineties. So. No, you can go wherever you want. So, you know, Folklore by Taylor Swift. Um, yeah. You know, we can... Justin you know. Bieber's most recent album. Exactly. <laughs> Let's see, yeah. Oh, man. This, this is a tough question. And I know for me... It's just tough. I mean, it would definitely span different genres, but one that immediately comes to mind that I would that would make the cut no matter what, if I could bring like two or three of them, would be Pink Moon by Nick Drake. Um, mm, that one, that's, yeah. prob that's probably the first one that I would put in my bag. Um, it's one of my top, yeah, one of my top uh, albums. Well, what did you? Uh, let me phrase this question a little bit differently. Uh, about a year ago, when everybody did the Bill Clinton <laughs> albums, what, were, what was your initial big four that Bill Clinton? Uh, oh my Chill, gosh, that's, Chill that's, Blinton that's a was listening to. <laughs> that's a really good question. That was one of my favorite quick yes. social media trends, and it disappeared. It, it disappeared so quickly. Uh, Let's there were bring a lot, it back. Let's both post one tonight. There were a um, lot of it, weird things going on in that quarantine era. Um, so what I did, I had Pearl Jam 10. I had Darkness on the Edge of Town by Bruce Springsteen. Mm -hmm. I had The Joshua Tree by U2. And I had yeah. Pink Moon by Nick Drake. And honestly, 
I think I think I would I think I would stand firm with that. Um, yeah, I think I would I think I would select those. Uh, and then if I if I could have a bonus one to pick, um, you know, maybe I'd go with Bad Motor Finger. Um, it depends on what I, you know, what I f- what I felt would be most uh, most helpful on this desert island. <clears throat> I was to say, is this a survival? Am I like, am I dying? Am I right. like, yeah, <clears throat> yeah? I think I, I like pink the Pink Moon. Uh Nick Drake, that's a great, that's a great album. I, I think I probably put, um, I probably put, I might put a Pink Floyd one on there. Uh, not exactly sure. I like the U2 album selection. That's really good. I have some, yep. my dad loves, loves U2. Um, I probably would pick, um, the Dirty Heads have a few albums. Yeah. You, you love the that, Dirty Heads. That That's not surprising to me that you'd yeah. slot them in. And they have some, like, they have a beachy a vibe and, and they have like any port in the sea. Um, mm-hmm. Have an album that's all about like, basically. I mean, not you know, have multiple songs about you know being on the beach and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, but they have a really good um, album called Phantoms, and uh, it's just a really good acoustic album. I love that one. I'd probably bring that. Um, let's see what else. That was two. Uh, yeah, another another one that comes to mind for me that kind of would serve the same purpose as you know, pink moon, uh, would be, this is a long drive for someone with nothing to think mm. about by modest mouse. Uh, yeah. and you, you actually got me into modest mouse about, yes. a, about a year ago, maybe I would say. And, and man, that is, I, I love them. Life, right. Yeah. And, and also I would, I would certainly think about it, you know, putting some Phoebe Bridgers in the bag as well. I I'm, I'm a big yeah. fan of, of her work. I, um, it's hard, it's hard it's, to choose when you, when, when you only get four or five, I mean, you got to make them count. I probably put is... for, for Emma Forever Ago by Bonnie Bear. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love that album a lot. Yeah. So, so good. See, then if, when you only have such a small amount, you have to be careful about, you know, having too many sad boys in there, maybe well, having yeah, too many. Say, yeah, probably probably a, a U2 album or like a, maybe a Zeppelin. Maybe maybe you got to go okay. with one Like of Zeppelin those. 1 or something or maybe Physical Graffiti. Yeah, I don't know. I, I love I love thinking about albums completely. I did we listeners do, doing some some record play and listening this weekend, and it was nice just kind of putting stuff on. Hearing a lot, listen to a lot of Jackson Brown. Yeah, Grateful Dead. <laughs> I'm a big big fan of Jackson Brown. He's a it's a hell of a hell of a songwriter. Um, I think we have time for one more question, and this is kind of a derivative of the previous question. Um, which album have you listened the most to front to back? So just, mm. just unadulterated, you're dropping it in and you're listening to it in its entirety. Any album, not, not, not grunge related. Any, any album in, in, in <clears throat> Ethan Shalloway's life history, which album do you think's gotten the most play? Most play time? <sighs> Probably forever from, uh, forever ago. Probably. Really? Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, bon- he, Justin Vernon is is one of I who, think um, everything he who does. hurt so you. He, <laughs> that's if only I knew. <laughs> no. Everyone and no one. <laughs> yeah, he's just so good. And you know, I mean, he's on that folklore album with uh, yeah. <laughs> even that, like, even that was good because I think that's that's where it came up. But I bet, I bet you that because um, it's a shorter album. How long mm-hmm. is it? It's uh, it's only like forty seven or four fifty minutes or something. Yeah, I think it's, it's it's not super long, but that's that's a great pick. Um, I've certainly 30, gone through nine my, songs for thir- thirty-seven minutes, so it's pretty. Oh, wow. it's pretty quick. Yeah, 
I've certainly gone through my phases where that's uh, that's been listened to front to back. In fact, I think most of those songs ended up on my top 100 Spotify for the year 2020. So I was I was definitely going to that one a lot. I think for me, it's hard to think about. I think inevitably it would be one of the cars, one of the albums that I had as a CD in my car for like all of the years from high school through last year when I got a new car that finally could hook up to Bluetooth or an aux cord. Um, Some of them that come to mind would be Bruce Springsteen's Born in the USA, uh, Neil Young and Crazy Horse, their live Rust live album. Mm -hmm. Um, 10 by Pearl Jam would probably be up there, but I I think it it would probably be one of those three just based off of the numbers. Um, Maybe Shake Your Money Maker by the Black Crows, like maybe, hard maybe, but... Yeah, I don't know. That's that's a good question. I, I wish there would be some way to you I know, know. hop into your brain and be able to, to statistically record this. Yeah. I think another one that <clears throat> that I always think I think about in one of my one of really really good complete album was um <clears throat> More by Mumford and Sons. Oh, okay. Their album in like was it 2012? Yeah, I think so. It was right before that. It was 2009. Yeah. And um yeah, it just like I mean, that's what got them onto the scene in a way, and just absolutely, that was when they were so so good. And I had that album uh, in my car, I had that CD in my car, so mm-hmm. we listened to that a ton. Yeah, it was really good stuff. I think I think one more that might break into the charts for me naturally uh, would be August and Everything After by Counting Crows. That was their debut yeah. album. Uh, that one's uh, that one's that one's probably up there as well. But I mean, I guess it would all depend on. I guess the easiest way to solve the equation would be what mood have I been in for the statistical majority of my life? And then what music do I listen to at that point? So probably, I think that skews towards more upbeat, happier, but I mean, who knows? I mean, it's the more I keep living that might change, but (laughs) (laughs) there remains to be seen. That's good. Those are, those are some good questions. Um, Ethan, are there, are there more? uh, I think that that does it for me, unless you see any on the, uh, on the Instagram page that are some burning questions. Oh, here's, here's one more that we have to end on. And I know we've okay. been, we've been teasing this episode for a while, but someone, someone asked uh, if, Ma- yeah. if Mark arm is the human embodiment of grunge. Yes. Yes, that's correct. And mud honey is the, uh, if he's the human embodiment, then mud honey is the, I don't know, spiritual, <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the Trinity. <laughs> It's yeah. the, the the holy trinity is mud honey mark arm and a fuzz pedal. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what we have going on there. Um, Super those, fuzz, big buff. Absolutely, those are some good questions. Um, that was pretty good, and and you know, Ethan, I know we've been going back and forth as to the frequency with which to do Q and As, but it had been about you know two or three months, so and and people had some good questions, and it's it's always fun to kind of hear what people are curious about or what they want our opinions about or, you know, different things like that. But um, we're really happy that uh, everybody's tuning in here and we're really thankful for the uh, support that we've had so far. So uh, the month of May actually featured the most downloads that we had had in any month. So um, April was better than March and then May was better than April. So here's to a good June of, you know, hoping people enjoy the podcast and we're really thankful for your support. And as always, uh, you can find us on Patreon, and you can purchase some merch if you'd like. We got some nice Grunge Bible hats, T-shirts, crewnecks, socks, and stickers as well. Um, so head over to grungebible.com for any of those links. Um, additionally, we would love it if you checked out our Patreon page, as I just mentioned. And furthermore, make sure you're subscribed to the uh, the podcast. Make sure you're following it. 
leave us some reviews, send us some comments. And you want to know the craziest thing, Ethan? We have yet to receive a thumbs down on any of our YouTube videos. Wow. I'm going to be crushed when that inevitably yeah, comes after this episode. Yeah, as they say, yeah, that's just like talking about a perfect season as it's happening. Yeah, it's, it's like, or like it's a pitcher, like pitcher throwing a no hitter. They give up a home run the next, <laughs> the next at bat. But it's all right. All, all good things inevitably come to an end. Um, but I, love I believe that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's so the positivity train is just rolling right now. I can't wait for someone to ruin it. Yeah, uh, the support's been great. I'm, I'm honored. Yeah, it's, it's really it's still a weird feeling that people are enjoying this, but. Um, uh, anything else you want to plug before we do the song of the week i think it's just song of the week all right let's do it yeah do you have anything off the top of your head anything you want to, or you want me to go first or uh, i i absolutely do um so i was uh i was road tripping on uh on sunday oh, yeah you got was, how long was, was that drive it was about nine and a half hours so, right, I, so I got you some were, you were i got some quality time i was listening i was listening to some podcasts as well but um, nice. one yeah. of the, uh, one of the albums, I think it got a front to back play on the way out to Ohio and on the way back. So that was, that was oh, a rare yeah. honor bestowed on this album and on this man. But my song of the week, uh, is the title track, uh, to this album. So it was the song in the album and it is called most things haven't worked out by, and it's by junior Kimbrough and junior Kimbrough <laughs> was a, uh, was an old blues man who, uh, you know, recorded, I think he, he didn't start recording until he was much older. So, you know, one of those old guys who was just playing, playing the low down blues, the Delta blues most, most of his life and, um, recorded some albums in the nineties. And then I think in the early two thousands before he passed away, but most things haven't worked out is the title track. It is purely instrumental. Um, and it's just, if, if, if you love the Delta blues, if you, if you love, you know, that genre, which I, I certainly do, you, you got to check this out. I mean, he was, Junior Kimbrough was a hell of a musician. And he has one of my favorite musical quotes of all time. Um, <laughs> somebody asked him about his songs once and he was like, yep, all my songs pretty much just have one chord. He's like, if I find another chord, I save it for another song. He's like, I don't need any of that fancy shit. <laughs> I stick with a chord for a song. <laughs> and I don't use anything more. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. He was, he was, that's he was a, a, he so was robust. a hell of, he was a hell of a man and uh, he's got some great music. Yeah. So that'd be, that'd be my song of the week. Nice. That's awesome. Two front to back plays is pretty cool. I'll the I'll listen to the album. Yeah. Um Yeah, I think my, my song of the week is uh it's gonna be from an artist, uh Orville Peck. Mm-hmm. I posted him once before, I believe you know, he's got this uh western sound to him and he has this really cool persona where he wears like a, a face mask, like a cowboy like face mask and a beaded something in front of him so you don't he never no one knows what his face looks like incognito yeah so his debut album was in 2019 titled pony and uh the the bigger song is is called dead of the night Mm -hmm. and um it's just really good or dead of night sorry and it's just really um it's got a good slow it's kind of a slow pace to it and very uh yeah, you know, it's, it just seems very theatrical, and I and I like I like throwing it on. It's just like a, it's at a different pace than everything else that I listen to, and, and he's got a really deep kind of voice, and then he kind of almost like it's almost like opera, but um, but western. So, Dead of Night, Orville Peck. I'm intrigued. I got I got to check this out. Yeah, yeah. I I, I was I was wondering if I if I've ever um, 
suggested it to you. So it'll be on it'll be on the playlist for you guys to check out. So maybe I'll post some or something. Yeah, a little, so, te- little yeah. teaser before the episode drops on Friday. Yeah. So that's all I got. Absolutely. That's great stuff. So in closing, we would like to thank our producer, Drew McFadden. Uh, in case you didn't listen to episode 11, Drew was a guest on that. So you're going to want to go back and... Uh, yeah, go back and listen to it. Listen, listen to Drew. <laughs> go follow him on uh, on Instagram at Godeo Music. Uh, we'll, we'll link that as well. But big thanks to him uh, you know, for producing this show and, and being our go-to for all things technical when it comes to this podcast. And as always, thank you to the listeners. If you're still with us right now, thanks a million. We really appreciate it. And uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll be looking forward to chatting with you next week for episode 13. Lucky number 13 will be coming down the pipe. We'll be excited to uh, to get back into the podcast game then. Yeah, once again, guys, really appreciate you guys tuning in, listening, hearing us banter, hearing us talk. Um, it's a lot of fun to be able to talk about music and answer your questions and, and all things, all other things that come with this. So that's all I got, Chris. That's all I have as well, so I think we'll close up shop here and we'll hit the trail. Thank you, guys. Rock and roll. Have a great weekend. All right, everyone. Be well. See you later.